Hi there, welcome to Beyond the Walls. I'm your host, Pete Woods. This is the second half of my conversation with Tonde and Io, getting into the details surrounding the issues of race and diversity in our climate community. Hopefully, this conversation will give you something to think about, and maybe it will inspire you to start a difficult conversation of your own. This is part two of Race and Diversity in Climate. Yeah. I almost feel like the the answer to that question rewinds us 45 minutes where it's like, <laughs> should we have this conversation? You're like, I don't even know that we can have the conversation. Like it's so right, we've it's so rife with yes, however. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, that might be the first step, or that question highlights one very small thing that can't be solved specifically. And it's not, there is no magic. As you say, I'm just going to, we're going to start a program and say we made a difference and not continue to look at the big picture. So, but I think that your answer to that question comes back and says, no, the solution is not just start a program, do more, do more, be a better person, continue to make an inclusive environment, but don't check a box start a program and call it good yeah yeah definitely i mean do all of those things but not that last one don't 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 call it good yeah, yeah. don't call it yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah because I, I think it also it, it starts to sound like i'm suggesting that the, that the steps you're taking are bad Mm-hmm. You know, that to the to uh, that to have uh, you know to to try to pr- to try to do something is so rife with difficulty and and, uh, and interconnection that that means something it, that we should do nothing. We can do nothing. That this is hopeless. Uh, I think that that's not exactly what I'm saying. That if if it, if this is a very complex problem, then at this particular moment in history, when it is possible to do to, to have access to let's say things like the internet, mass communication, all kinds of history, accounting, computing, art, I can look up so many things. I can look at and look for things in so many different ways. These systems, we, we, we're not talking about systems of oppression as socially constructed. That means that we can construct them. That means that we continually construct them. That means, so if, if there has ever been a time that it's possible to move something in a direction, this is the time. If there is something that's different from yesterday, you know, uh, so much of this, and, and Tunde and I were talking earlier, so much of this feels like we're, we're in a loop, that 
you know, if we go back 10 years, Rodney King, if we go back, you know, another 50 years, it's Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther King. If we go back a hundred years, it's a, you know, there we're, we're doing the same thing and we're watching the same show. But I, I, I do think that there are, there are differences and, and, uh, one of the differences is that we are we are looking at this thing in a way that suggests that there is a connection between every single individual, and that is a uh, a scary thing that includes all of us in a really really complex way. But it means actually also that every single one of us has a particular type of power and that is uh, a, a, a not an incredibly new idea but I think it's an idea that remains uh, powerful it, it throws on us a, a type of responsibility though and I think that's where a lot of the discomfort comes from is that if you scroll through Instagram everything is a one-inch by one-inch box, you know, you need it to be on Twitter, this number of characters. It's, it's, you want it to be fast. You know, it, it, it has to be fast. So you want the sentence and, and the short form and the magic bullet. But if the, re the responsibility is, uh, is mine, it means something like I have to, take the work of all the people that came before me and add it to something so that the people that come after me can enjoy something. And there is a, a great deal of responsibility that means I have to look. Uh, and it, it, it will be very powerful if I look very carefully at what I'm doing. And, and the act, I can still brush my teeth, you know, it's, it's not the kind of paralysis that means we should just hide out. Uh, but it does mean that I have to look, before I brush my teeth, I got to look at where my toothbrush came from. It's about being thoughtful, right? It's about really, really considering what the things you do and the things you say, what the impact is, and are you... Are we doing a disservice by pretending everything's fine? Are we doing a disservice by, you know, trying to solve only one problem and walking away or, you know, running from the problem completely? There's no, you know, there is no right answer other than taking the right steps. And, you know, I think that I started the conversation to want to talk to you guys to talk about, you know, the idea of diversity in climbing and it doesn't seem like it's the right it doesn't seem like the right idea to be discussing it doesn't seem like that's it wasn't ever the problem and it isn't the solution is that oh okay let's just make sure that climbing gyms are more diverse in representation of who's in them and all of a sudden we're going to solve a problem that no longer feels like the right conversation to have. it's not about diversity or or is it you know, is there something that I'm missing in the way that diversity and, and race and how they come together and how important that is to see 
one thing I'm, I'm like I'm particularly mindful of is to try and like it's very easy as a black person right now to just be fucking enraged and fucking just like give give no fucks give give no patience um, to to not want to help and be like you're white deal with it I've been dealing with for 400 years like we now have license to just say that and be completely justified in it and be like oh well you can't say anything like we got to leave him alone like it's completely understandable I'm sorry and I don't really subscribe to that you know again all the things that I explained before which I get they're up for debate they include the philosophy of you know who we are as consumers who we are as voters who we are as um you know as citizens of our country uh i mash all those things together and i say yes race and diversity is part of that question and we can't solve it without you know addressing everything at the same time however i also think we are if we look for it, like in any situation, any dark situation, there's always some optimism to be found. And it, the, the optimism is as complex as the, the pessimism and the challenge in the problem. I think we're lucky to be climbers. I think we're lucky that if we look hard and we're willing to look at climbing in a way that we claim that we do, that this sport, this activity enriches us. It teaches, about, teaches us about who we are. Some people go so far as to say, oh, climbing is my religion. I've been to all these places and, you know, and climbing is my thread through the world. I've said that and I subscribe to that idea. And the work I do as a root setter is to share that idea. And philosophically, the, the most hotly debated concept in the work that I do that Io and I are constantly challenged on is diversity. Presenting climbing that doesn't fit nicely into the comfort zone of people. Oh, the feet are too slippery. I can't even get off the ground on the first move. I know I can do the six or seven other ones, but I can't do the first one. Why did they set it this way? It's really annoying, da 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 da. But the lessons we know as rock climbers those of us who've spent time on projects, who've had those really strong emotions and who've absorbed something from the practice of this activity over many, many hours and felt reward is that that is a way to deal with challenge. That is a way to deal with life. And that is a way to solve problems. And I think if we, um, I had an interesting conversation today about what is a sport. And what are the social implications of a sport? And, you know, if you look at the history of sport, how it has played out, what is the meaning of the Olympics, what it has been since, you know, the Greek antiquity and all of these things, what is the place of a sport in a society? Uh, there is a scale between sport and entertainment. And the argument and maybe a tangible way to take action is to say climbing can be a sport, but it is leaning very seriously on the side of entertainment right now. And entertainment is like, there's no commitment. There's no engagement. It's just fun. It's easy. We want no resistance. We want no work. We want no responsibility. 
I want to watch Star Wars. No responsibility. I want lasers and explosions. And that's what I, I'm seeking. And that's what we're constantly seeking. Netflix makes gazillions of dollars because we don't want any more responsibility. We don't want it to be difficult. The challenges work. But the truth climbers know is any project worth doing, like we all have a story. Like it starts with the first time I tried it, I literally couldn't do a single move. So many climbers have that story. That's exactly the story of dealing with race right now. I don't even know which question to ask. It's the same thing. You just keep working at it. You have to want to. You have to understand that this might take a full year, a full 10 years. If there's people listening to us right now, what was your longest project? Think about that. Some people have taken multiple trips to some country on the other side of the world climb a dumb piece of rock seriously and like oh this year i can get to the third draw like in one go yay you know that's such an achievement and you spent money save time spend hours training just to achieve this one thing that's what's it all for if now we're not able to apply it to this real life problem that has the potential to make our gyms our communities whatever the definition we choose to make of that, our cities and our you know, family life, everything better through that tool. Yeah, it means it's going to be work, not just fun and ticking boxes and you know, brushing holds. And yeah, it's going to be a little bit more work than that. But yeah, so I think we should look at it that way. You know? What can we as climbers say we have? That's what we have. This is truly a way in which we can say climbing makes the world world better. And I subscribe to that idea. And that's why I'm a root setter. Because if climbing is going to be accessible to people in, in a city, then to make the people in that city better, uh, climbing can be an instrument for that. And it's a fun way to do it. We get to do it while listening to music and wearing these cool clothes and hanging out with cool guys and girls of all gender and all race and, oh, meeting somebody who tells you about this new pizzeria or all of those things go. And on top of it, we're doing something positive and building the relationships between all of us. And it's just not going to be straight up fun all the time. It's like adult life, you know, human responsibility. So. Not fun. Not going to be easy. It, it it can be uncomfortable. I I think that is an excellent summary of that. What can you take from your experience that can that you can use to work towards the solution to a problem? Is look inside and say, what am I good at? What have I put time towards? And as you say, this is off the scale more important in terms of level of importance to the effort that you could apply to it and it's helpful because it gives us that that courage we've basically done it before if you've done it on a piece of rock you've you've been through that mental process i go from a problem that i literally can't solve and it's not even like fake like we call them boulder problems for a reason it's a problem it has to be solved there's a process there's all the steps are like right there you so, bring your friends in, you get opinions, you work yep. through solutions, you find out things that don't work. You change you your mind, you... change your beta, change, you know, that's, and that's how you grow. And then guess what? You solve that problem, and the next problem that comes up that's that size, 
you you do it in half the time. That's that's what we've learned. So that's what we have going for us. We're all part of this together. But the advantage we as climbers have, that's it. That's the way I see it. And we can amplify that by sharing it more, sharing it better, explaining it, you know, em embracing it, uh, you know, promoting and supporting a vision of of climbing and of root setting that reflects diversity, that that celebrates the richness, that doesn't break difficulty down into just these easy little ladders of like hold size and comfort zones and little boxes where V8 is this and V9 is that, da 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 because that's not what life is like. We're experiencing that right now. It's not as simple as like, just tell me what I have to do to climb V7. That's, that's the question black climbers, black people are getting right now. What do I have to do to climb V7? How many hangs, tell me how many hangs I have to do on the fingerboard. That's exactly what I want to know. How many seconds, how much rest? I promise I'll do it. I'll try my best. You know, like I understand that. And I'm like, it's your footwork. It's, you know, <laughs> it's your core. It's, it's your fundamentals. Your, it's your mental, like you don't actually want to do this. You don't, you know, and it's not that simple. Same way, climbing some project sometimes is like, it's not mental. You can do every move. You're twice as strong as you need to be. And still it's not happening. Why is that? Oh, I had this mental unlock. Oh, I had this, you know, oh, somebody showed me. Oh, so. It's a good parallel. I think it really is. I think it's, it, is, it is a challenge that needs to be faced. It needs to be addressed. You can't walk away. You can't just change your mind and say, look, I invested all this time in it. And all of a sudden, because it got hard or harder than I was expecting, I'm just going to say, oh, man, I put all this time in, but it's good. And someone else will take it from here. Someone else can finish the job that I started because that's not going to happen. That's mm -hmm. not the way it works. And the dude um, who sent the project already has nothing for you. Mm -hmm. Like, really? Like, sure, we can give a little beta, but that's it. We don't have, we can't do it for you. That's the other, you know, component. Yeah, and your experience and my experience are different. We have different reach. We have different hand strengths. We have different mental roadblocks or mental, you know, leaps in logic. We have to approach the problem differently because we're different people. Exactly. And, you know, my solution and your solution are not going to be the same thing. And my tomorrow and your tomorrow are not the same thing. And our reality right now completely different and you touched on something that i think is worth noting too because sort of one of the questions that you know i think people are asking is okay as we've discussed how can i make a difference and that the the answer is is it's not magic there is no answer but we have people in our climbing community that have influence we have people in our climbing community that have reach, that have following, that have the ability to communicate and hopefully affect change to a broad group of people that maybe are not getting their news and social media in as broad of a way that they would have if someone in the climbing world that they follow doesn't point and say, here's something you should go look at. Here's a resource that I came across. Here's a way that you can impact change. You know, that is maybe something we can do in the climbing community is look to the people that are our superstars, as even though the stage is different than, you know, professional athletes and other sports, we have people that have reach in the climbing community. I think you guys have reach in the climbing community. I think you guys are super influential. You know, I think people listen to you when you, you know, when you talk. 
not sure that they should. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it's nice to 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 bounce against people, to have the kind of contact that is uh, inspirational, if it needs to be, or informational, if it needs to be. Uh, but to the question of how do I act uh, appropriately, or you know, or what should I do as an individual? That that is a for me, that is about searching. It really is. You know, I can give I can give you a book that for me was incredible, that resonated and was positioned in a time in my life that meant that I could feel uh, motivated to change and to to do something that I didn't imagine that I could do before. But if I give that book to someone else it'll hit them in the wrong place and in the wrong time. And they can read the same pages and the same words and the same sequence. And then they'll be like, eh, whatever. You know, the same thing happens with climbing. I'm going to climb this in Boulder that for me, it was, it hit me just in the perfect spot for all of those things to work. And I learned there and, and someone else will do it. And they, it's nothing, you know, so, so the, you bring yourself for sure into the, into the work, um, and the search for what is appropriate or what you're doing or what you can do and how it will, uh, have meaning uh, is for sure. I think part of the, the question we, we, I think that, yeah, people are going to listen to this conversation. I mean, A, uh, everyone in the world's not going to listen. So even if I have the answer, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to necessarily make it all the way out there. Um, but if, if, if there is a, a small part that just from this conversation that someone can pull somewhere else or remember something or, you know, I think that's that's the real connection. You know, why do we like Michael Jordan? Is because when we listen to him, when we listen to him really carefully, he says, "Well, I did all the work," and that's what you know. That and and the, the connection between me and Michael Jordan in that sense is that okay. Well, if I do all the work. All of us really, I think, and that's a sort of a problem. Do all the work, then we might be closer to something nice. It's such a, it's such a difficult overall conversation to have because you're, the you bring up things that haven't occurred to me, right? So it's like, but they're, they're relevant. They resonate. You know, it's saying. I could give you my answer. I could give you what I read, but it's not going to affect you in the same way. And what I, the reinforcement that I'm getting is that there, you need to find your own way to navigate through and you need to be okay to ask questions. That level of communication needs to be more sincere and it needs to be with an end in mind, not with the next step in mind. You know, is that, 
there's real change to be made. We just have to really want to keep pushing in that direction. You know? How about this? We all think we like ourselves to some degree. Basically, the conversation is you like yourself or I like myself. But to make this whole thing better, I have to change something that I like about myself. It's that uncomfortable. I have to pick up a book that I know I'm not going to like. It's going to be hard to read. That's the one I need to read. And right now, the way we live is in such a way that it's easy for us to not do that in, in every moment, in every choice that we butt up against. Buy it or not buy it. Oh, I have to buy it. I like. I can't go on this trip if I don't have this or this. I, you know, I can't look this way if I don't have this little thing. Or you know, like I need it. But do you really? And are you willing to make that bigger change? We all know air travel causes the most pollution. But we still get on planes because we have to for work. Like, oh, I have to see my family. I have to. There's always a have to, and. That's some, in some form of, you know, we have to change things that we liked, felt comfortable with for everyone to be better, better off. Um, what that thing is, each of us has to figure out. Even black people on the other side, there's probably some figuring out to do because we've existed and learned how to navigate these situations meaning there's things we're not saying which we should there's things we're saying which we shouldn't all the things the solution at least the way i'm process processing it is there's a necessity to to acknowledge the complexity of what is in front of us uh, and the how overwhelming it feels that we wish it was simpler. That's literally it. We wish, can I order something on Amazon that will make me, that'll make this easier? That's our, that's our reflex. That's our go-to. That's what our brains are doing. Like, hey, you, there has to be an answer. Like, hey, black people, please, like, tell us what, you know, will Amazon Prime it? We'll, you know, we'll, we'll do it right now. But, but you no have to answer. tell us. Yeah. You have to tell us. And no, that's not how it works. And it's not even leaders that have to communicate. Like, I'm happy to have this discussion. I'm happy to, you know, but it's not listening to me, even the, the people who've been patient enough to get to this point in the conversation who are listening to me. Like it's, I, I'm not going to help you with this. I, I don't have those answers. The answers each person has of how they can bring, this is the idea of diversity. If each person who goes to a climbing gym brings their version of positive, their version of something constructive, surprising, different. Some versions of it, some people are going to bring things that irk other people. And figuring out how to live and exist with all these little like irritations and discomforts and, uh, and finding a way to find osmosis and to find balance in that because everybody's trying and pushing in the same positive direction and being honest giving and taking, accepting and learning, resisting when you have to, because sometimes you have to resist, sometimes you have to change your mind, and sometimes you have to, you know, just agree or be in the consensus. And there's no, 
there is no moment where you're like, oh, I'm good. Tick the box, done the work, check. Now I can just cruise it out until I'm, you know, it just doesn't work that way. So, yeah, it, it, for me, it's the complexity that, that, you know, complexity and diversity, embrace the diversity. Don't try and be the same, try and be you. And don't, I mean, it's a platitude. It's such a platitude. Don't be afraid to be yourself. But there's something about that. <laughs> and, and the flip side is what you mentioned earlier. Um, and that is be better people. So that when someone is showing you their diversity in, in whatever it might be, that you are open to it and you are trying to be the best version of yourself to make that a, a comfortable or a safe environment for that person to share that thing with you or just literally be themselves in front of you without having to worry that you're being judged or scored in some way. So, you know, be a good person, which shouldn't be the base entry, but it feels like it is. There's a lot of people who are just not being good people. I mean, if we go down the level, what are your emotions? Many people can't answer that subject, that question. What is your emotion in this moment, and can you deal with it? Hmm. Evidence shows not many people can deal. I don't know what they're going through, but a lot of people don't seem to be able to deal with it. They're panicking. They're freaking out. They're, there's lots of discomfort. There's lots of... But again, we're human beings. We are emotional beings. They circulate around us. Uh, the power of fear in every instance of our lives to focus just on that one is and it's kind of central to this question right you know cops always invoke the fear of the threat for their life and da, 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 and that's why they had to take these measures and and the white person who like shot some black person oh he thought he was going to attack me fear 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 it's always you know and now we're having this conversation and people are afraid to ask us how we feel we're afraid of so again, it's, you know, it's emotion or uh, angry. Black people are angry, furious. And we have intellectual, cultural justification to be, I'm angry. Like, I'll say it. I, you know, there's lots of instances of things that have made me and that burn in me still. I don't, as a parent, I know that subscribing to that and communicating that and sharing that is just not the most productive way to move forward. It doesn't mean I don't feel it. It doesn't mean I, there will be moments where I don't express it and I will rail on somebody because they are being, you know, bigots or you know, uh, misogynists or, and that's the appropriate channel for it. But I don't want that to be my solution. I don't want that, that to be my answer. I don't want that to be my contribution to wherever we're going next. I'd rather it be something else. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And again, climbing all about emotion. There's lots there. Frustration, uh, anger, satisfaction. Uh, I mean, I've raised this question with root setters for years and years. What is you know, the output of climbing, what, 
we climb to the top of a rock, climb to the top of a rock. That's what we do. When we get to the top of the rock, we feel satisfaction. We haven't cured world, you know, cancer. We haven't performed world peace. We haven't, we've just climbed. And yet our body is like radiating with this really powerful feeling to the point that once you've experienced it, it's intoxicating and you want to feel it again. You've just climbed this whatever grade route and you're looking to the one that's right next to it. That's the next grade up because you need another shoot, another hit of that power. And that guides everything we do to the point that we will, you know, do workouts at home and hang on little edges and, you know, wake up at this time to do this before we go to work and we'll commit just to experience that one emotion. So dealing with and facing emotion, probably something again probably another channel that uh we can explore in order to to move forward in this and again there is no one single answer because everyone's going to experience you know uh, shame rage anger frustration pity all the things about the same event the same way one boulder will be climbed six different ways by those six different people and we have to each of ourselves have to have the emotional intelligence to let someone else have their own emotional reaction to something. I don't get to judge you for being angry or not angry. Mm -hmm. I don't get to say, well, Tony's not mad. So, I mean, he's missing something and therefore I don't have to be mad either. Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. Yeah. Letting someone else have that emotional step and saying, okay, this is how you're managing this situation in this instance. And it might change, you know, 10 minutes from now or tomorrow. What is there, you know, I feel obviously, you know, this could be a multi-hour conversation, but can't be. What is unsaid that that we could say? What is something, you know, is there anything that you think is left unsaid or anything that you are hesitant to say or, or speak out about? Or, you know, is there a question that should have been asked? Here's one that I think could be two things that came to mind uh, while I was talking and I was listening to him and those people who know that we are friends, those people who know that we work together, please know that Io and I don't spend hours sharing our stories about blackness and, you know, trading what happened to you and how do you feel about it? And to speak to that, the fact that we're not experts on the subject, uh, we, you know, at the same time, we also both know and communicate with each other in such a way that we know that we share these common experiences. So that's, I, I don't know the value of that, but it just occurred to me that I have never sat down and talked at length about race with Io longer than this conversation. Um, the only one. I think that maybe the only time it did happen um, is we were at an event together and somebody uh, prompted me or, you know, came up to me and said, why are you not advocating for black people more in the climbing community? Why aren't you a leader leading by example? Why aren't you like, you know, connected with all these uh, advo advocacy groups like Brothers of Climbing, Climbers of Colors? Why aren't you more involved as a black person? You have to like be an example. Um, and my answer was 
am I not? Do I not only have to be a prominent root setter, be an active and somewhat well-known person in my community, and on top of that, tell everybody, hey, I'm a prominent black person in my community. That's what it feels like doing. Like, do I have to repeat? Do I have to amplify what I'm already doing? I have an Instagram presence. I'm mindful of my communication. I'm, you know, um, and it led to uh, maybe the, you know, a, a conversation about what it means to communicate. Um, and I think, to be fair to the person who asked me those questions and to that whole conversation, I did wonder. I, I do think about that. Why don't I? Why am I not? You know, I grew up in Zimbabwe close to, my father was a political activist. Uh, I grew up in, in very charged environments. These are things that are very clear in my mind. Why am I not like raising my black fist and more prominently? And the truth is, I dream of a world where I don't have to. I want to not need to say extra, extra, extra black, extra black, extra, this is me. I'm doing this and I'm black. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the example that I want to set. That's how I want to be involved in this activism is by showing how it can be. Like I am, you know, that's, I, I'm a root setter. I'm a professional in my field. I have worked to acquire these skills. These are the things that these are, this, this is the work I want to be famous for. I don't want to be famous as the black guy who, you know, so, um, it's relevant. I mean, that, I guess that idea may be relevant to some people or interesting because I think, uh, it wasn't a question that came up, but it has come up for me before. And that's my answer to it. Uh, it may not be perfect. And uh, it also occurred to me that it's the only time Io and I, as black climbers, the black climbers, or some of the black climbers in the black in the climbing community, have sort of spoken about it as directly. Um, so I, I don't know the value of those statements, but maybe it's interesting. Maybe it's useful. I think it's both those things. I think it is both interesting and useful. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I think in a similar uh, vein, it, it does call into question uh, ideas like representation. Uh, and another thing that I think it, is uh, it often tips me in a strange direction is, is the idea that, that I could, that the black is so monolithic a subject that I could represent all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the exact opposite of diversity for me, and and that's that's a real, that's a, a very tricky one that we fall into. I think a lot. I, I don't represent all black everything. That's it, it, it's good to remember that this conversation on a topic that is predominantly or you know sort of very spiked up in the US is being had by a French passport holder and a Canadian passport holder right. like you know to, to a large extent my relationship with this american topic 
is actually somewhat somewhat removed in a way like it's it is strange it's relevant but it's strange sorry yeah, and, and no that's, it's, i think that's exactly right and and on in all of those spaces all those things are are also contested you know someone else who is black will say no that's totally wrong this yeah. is the solution mm-hmm. complexity not a deal not a thing i can fix it in 10 minutes or in one minute you can do it this way and that those things may not necessarily have equal value but they stand in the pool of of within the definition that we called uh blackness or black and then that's a problem with the definition but it stands near the the question of the problem where are we going to draw that border the, the line of uh of, of interconnectedness. I think I'm actually going to cut this to be at the very beginning. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, you raised a point that makes me want to ask you one more question. You you said it's so it, the opposite of diversity to think that someone can look at you and say, "Hey, um, you know, as a black climber, as a black root setter, um, you know, be solve it. You you be the thing that everybody looks towards." Does it? Ever does it occur to you as somebody who has been prominently in the climate community competitively um, and as a root setter that somebody might look up to you and say, hey, you know, I'm a young black kid that just got into climbing and I have someone to look up to. Does it cross your mind when you think about, you know, that we've we've mentioned that there just isn't that many you get a handful of climbers on the world stage without that representation, does it occur to you that you could be it for someone? Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think it has, it has to have occurred to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a parent, you know, so someone, whether I want to or not, is going to look to me for some answer, some direction, or, uh, you know, in, in all kinds of different ways, and, and and I have to take that into account. Certainly, it is it is uh, it is it's just the it is the way it is, you know, for 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 me. Uh, but I think it's 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 the nature of the world, you know, is that we we don't exist in in vacuums, and we're not invisible. Uh, no no person is, even though we might in some instances want to be uh and and that's uh and that's just part of where we live you know the world that we live in well the the universe as it is right now so i don't think i certainly certainly it's not a bad thing it is part of the responsibility that i have uh whether or not i want it or you know wanted it or or see that it is the case it's a conversation about celebrity um another like universe unto itself um i know for a fact like i i dislike the celebrity that i have um 
but I also understand it. Like I know that with the work I want to do and the things I'm interested in, it's just a part of my responsibility. Everything goes together. And I don't have, I, I you know, I think, um, yeah, I think it, it's just it, 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 in 2020 in particular. Um, and, it, you know, you have to remember this, this is, this decision I took around celebrity is easy to have a conversation about now, but um, I built it. It's not an accident. And I built it because I wanted to have a career in root setting. So it means I had to have a reputation. A reputation means people know you for something. So I constructed as best I could a way to be known for being good at what I did. And I understood that I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to be recognized or looked up to, or I just want to do this work in this way. And I think there's, there's countless examples. Like there's, there's literature on celebrities. There's examples of celebrities who are very recluse and who actually don't, they like acting, they like the roles, they like the challenge of their work, but they don't like this association. Um, but it does come with responsibility. Again, the complexity of the issue. And then if you're a black person, if you're a woman, if you're a gay person, all of those things means now you are, um, you're free to be uh, commented on, criticized on, referenced, taken as, da, 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 taken out of context, put into this. And the, the, actually, the more, fame, the more people know you, the more distance there seems to be between your public persona and then your individual, you know. Even, even in like, you see making of movies, making of of movies or behind the scene things, and you see how people are, and you're like, oh, I didn't know he would say that, or he sounded like this, or... It's literally, that's the reality of it. And again, those powerful mechanics that are very, very loaded um, in terms of communication, in terms of profit, in terms of uh, power, um, are also maybe treated somewhat naively sometimes and would benefit from a little bit more um, uh, yeah, conversation, maturity, honesty. So, sure. Yeah, people looked up, look up to us. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's embarrassing and sometimes it's bad. Like, we don't speak for all black people. <laughs> we, you know, some people will absolutely think that we shouldn't have had this conversation, mm -hmm. that um, I should uh, advocate for all these groups and raise my fist at every occasion because we don't have the luxury and there's so much unfairness and there's people dying in the street. Therefore, you have to, you can't not. I, yeah, I get that. And I respect that opinion. It's, I understand it. I feel differently. Feel. I feel differently. And as individuals, we need to respect that about ourselves and about each other and say, mm -hmm. This is how I'm approaching this. And I want to come back to the, the point you made that we are not, we don't get to take climbing as a community and pull it out in a, of a bubble and say, we're fine. We don't, we don't need to do anything because we're, you know, we might be a pretty functional community, but we are members of our society and we don't get to say that climbing is doing fine. So we're just going to sit back and not, we need to be individuals in the society that we're tied into and we need to, remove that safety line of 
I'm a climber and it's fine because my climbing community is open and welcoming. And I think that was maybe one of the more, it should have been obvious, but it wasn't when you said it. You know, we started this conversation by saying, what can we do in a climb in climbing and as a group of climbers? What are we not doing? You know, how can we fix this and fix that? And and it had stretched out to saying, we have skills that we've learned that we can apply to the problem, which is society's problem that we don't get to run away from and we don't get to pretend that we're not a part of. Yeah. I, I want to thank you both for being open and candid and honest and you know, telling it like it is. So. And wrong. We were also probably wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, we were also definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, uh, it's appreciated. Clearly, a conversation needs to be had. So uh, it's a good first step. There's, it's good to know that like, we come to this, con- I, I certainly come to this conversation not in the stance that I am a black climber, therefore I have answers for you. I come to it in the stance that I am a climber and I would like this to go in a good direction. So I was asked because <laughs> I have some visibility, uh, then there's value to some people in my response. Um, I guess. I guess because I'm black too, but that's not the thing that stands out the most to me. It's as weird as it may seem. Uh, you should have this conversation with white people too. And it's funny that you said it because I was going to ask you and, and um, whether I edit this in or out, but it's, it would seem shockingly tone deaf to have this conversation with two or three prominent white clowns in North America it would just seem like we're in our echo chamber saying, I don't see a problem. Do you see a problem? Or saying, there's a huge problem. We have this huge lack of diversity. And then you're saying, well, I mean, do we? So it would be, it would be interesting, but it felt like it would be absolutely the wrong people to have that conversation with. I mean, uh, if, if the value is diversity and perspective brings value, then yeah, you you kind of you kind of have to keep having the conversation with something everybody. like everybody. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it makes sense that you had it with us. Cause it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> 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 no, but but uh, but yeah, for sure. That that that's the that's what I think is is, the, is another part of it. Another part of it, I think we talked about that a little bit, you know, that's the value of diversity. If we value it really, then we don't say, okay, that's where we're going to do this. We say, okay, we're going to do this. We got to do this everywhere or get as many perspectives as we can. And that is how we act diversity, not represent diversity. And be open, but don't have a goal. Yes, I'm going to get to as you said, this percentage or this number means okay. We don't have to think about it anymore. It just has to be nonstop work towards inclusion and work to make sure there are no barriers. Mm-hmm. And everybody's voices had honestly, like some white people might have smarter things to say than we did, just because they've experienced it or thought about it or studied or read about it differently. Mm-hmm. Again, we're root setters. He he draws. 
like (laughs) that's that's who we are you know and incidentally we happen to be black and we have some experience of the topic but we all live in climbing together we all live in society together so and we started by saying we're going to get it wrong we're going to do it wrong it's probably wrong to ask us we could we could i you know we you can already lay out the reasons why it's wrong like oh you're just asking for validation you're asking for you know reassurance from people who will it's just as wrong as asking for these answers from white people mm-hmm. like it's the same so I, because it's so it's hard to 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 work your way through all the things that might be perceived and say but that's not my intention. It doesn't necessarily matter. Your intention is how it's, how other people receive it. So your intention can be great, and someone can still look at it and say, "What? That was the obvious thing to do. Why did you do the obvious thing?" Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I felt that doing, you know, having this conversation with anyone else would be disingenuous and would make, and people would look and say, "Why on earth are you talking about race issues in climbing with people who have zero perspective on it?" So it's, uh, I don't know, I just, I appreciate you guys, you know, you're two people that I hold in pretty high regard in terms of your opinions in how to navigate climbing and just people that are, I mean, I just think you're both good people. I like you, you know, it it was hard for me to send that text. You know what I mean? I was like, is this, am I falling into this trap that people are now in the first couple of days when everybody was posting on Instagram and it was all, you sort of could do new wrong. And then all of a sudden you could do the wrong thing. We're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Something, you know, one thing that definitely is true is this problem has been unaddressed for too long. So there's no fixing it without, you know, without upsetting somebody. Mm-hmm. So again, you only can like decide what you think is right and try and do that. And you're almost guaranteed that people will be upset about it. I mean, honestly, guys, thank you. Thank you for just being who you are and and having the opinions that, you know, I thought you would have. And um, I honestly think it's very interesting that the conversation I thought we needed to have, we, it, that's not what it came down to, you know? I mean, again, this is the work. This is the Mm -hmm. project. We started figuring out some of the data. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, look after each other look after yourselves and be good sounds good yeah, you too man Take care. have a good one good night guys Peace.